Hi everybody and welcome back to my very first episode of Yippity App with Leah. So this is my first podcast episode and I thought to start it off with the most fun subject there is and that is school. I am currently in one of my exam years um, which is kind of scary, it's gone by so quickly but I thought I'd share all of what I've learned about how to be more effective in your studying, how to get more done and just how to survive in general. So I'm going to start off by things that aren't necessarily linked to studying but in the end it really does. The first one is your friend group. Some people end up with a friend group that's very drama orientated and does she like me, does she, is he interested, that kind of thing or you know she said that, he said this. Um, kind of situation and honestly it takes up so much time and brain capacity having to keep up with it all trying to avoid it trying to you know come up with the next rumor so it's honestly best if you are able to to step back from anybody who you're friends with um, and step away from any drama or any you know kind of friendship group stuff that's going on that's not important it's really important to have friends if you're somebody who doesn't like to be alone 24 7 um because it's nice to have a support group someone you can take your mind off with you know relax have a good time um and just be there for each other like friends are supposed to be that sounds really cringy but i personally you know step back from some of my friends that are quite drama orientated um and i found myself in a much better mindset personally Um, And it doesn't mean you have to stop being friends with them and cut all ties. They're still my friends. I still see them every day. I still talk to them every day. But I'm just not as close with them as I was before. But I've become a little bit closer and stayed close with two of the people in my group who are not like that and who are more interested in the academic side of school and just having a laugh. The next one is similar to friends and that's your family. Obviously you're not going to step away from your family but in this situation it's to let your family know that you want to be more school orientated because then they're not going to be like oh you should hang out with your friends and so they can be why don't you spend the next hour studying and they can be supportive of that and encourage you and motivate you because doing things on your own and trying to make yourself more motivated, can't talk, it's incredibly hard So uh, having people around you who know what you're trying to do can also help with that. Um, It doesn't have to be obvious, they're not going to be telling you what to do all the time about it, but they're just kind of going to give you a guidance and an idea and just to help you along with it. Another thing that your family can help you with, perhaps, um, is just to know that you have a nice space in order to study or do schoolwork because I remember my room used to be messy all the time and I had a really small vanity that I used to do my schoolwork on and I'd think oh my chair's so uncomfortable I don't want to sit there and have to do it in a cramped little space um, but now I've told my parents that I really wanted somewhere for me and I was lucky enough to get a desk in my bedroom and so now I have a nice organised space that's comfortable but it doesn't have to be a new desk it can literally be a nice little pen pot, a drawer for your books and a tray that you can sit on your bed with or it can be a certain seat at the kitchen table with a drawer next to it that has your stuff it it doesn't have to be anything that costs money it's completely you know up to you on where you want to do it and how you want to go about that but just having a nice area where you can easily access your schoolwork and do it without a distraction is really really helpful
Distractions are probably the worst thing when it comes to any type of studying or schoolwork and the biggest one, we all have to admit it, is social media. I made the big step, which is hard, but it made such a difference. And I didn't delete my social media accounts, but I deleted the apps on my phone. So I deleted YouTube and I deleted Instagram. Snapchat wasn't really a big deal for me because I never really use it anyway, personally. Um, but not having that on my phone, so I'd sit down and I'd think, oh, I'm gonna go on my phone, but I've got no Instagram, I've got no YouTube, so I'm like, okay, I'll go on my laptop then. And I'm on my laptop, so, and I'm sat at my desk when I'm on my laptop, so I think, well, I might as well do revision anyway, because I've got nothing else to do. Um, but you can still access the apps online, but it's just a much more effort in order to going into it, so you'll find that you're more motivated to do studying if you've got to go on it anyway. Overall, being stuck on social media is going to kill any motivation idea you have of studying. Get up, do schoolwork, sit on your bed and scroll for Instagram for three hours. The option is obviously going to be Instagram, I would choose that myself. You can be the most smart, you know, academic person, but if you've got the choice to lay in bed, I'm going to take it. And I'm sorry if I, I mess up, I just did it again, <laughs> mess up with my talking. I'm not very good at, you know, cutting and things like that. So I'm probably just going to leave it as it is. And I will probably mess up what I'm saying quite often because I'm not the best at English, even though I live in the UK and my only and first language is English. But overall, staying organised is incredibly hard, but it's so helpful. And organised means so many things. It can mean tidy, it can mean time management, it can mean just kind of in your head, you know what you're doing. You know, there are so many different ways you can be organised. So the first one is to keep tidy. And it sounds horrible, it sounds hard, but what I do is every day I have a little checklist of things I want to do. I'm not good at following a time scale because I am incredibly awful at time management. If I, someone says to me, you've got to do this at this time, I will not do it at that time. No matter whether I'm doing something or not, I won't. But every day in the morning, I have these little pieces of paper. I write down what I want to do. And every single day on that list, I write down tidy my room. And so because I'm doing literally three minutes a day where I just need to make my bed, put away any clothes, take any um, like cups downstairs and tidying up my desk, I've constantly got a tidy enough room and then I'm like, well, I can do something in here now. There's not clothes all over the floor and my bed is nice. Um, and then also I find that when my bed is made, I'm less likely to get in my bed because I like to keep it like that way because I'm lazy and I don't want to make my bed again. So I'm just not going to get in my bed until I have to. That's the way I work. Um, then Having a nice, again, it links to having a nice area by keeping that tidy, you know where everything is, it's easy to get things, it's easy to do your work. If you're constantly trying to track things down, you've always lose something, it's really stressful and then you're not going to want to study. So 
keeping your schoolwork in one area all your pens and pencils in one area all your books in an area it's really really helpful then you know where everything is and it also helps you with when you're at school because in the mornings I have to pack my bag I look at my planner see what lessons I have and okay I, I go to one section on my desk and I see okay do I have any of those books for those days in my desk and I take in any books that I may need any revision guides I may need anything like that um so I know where everything is and I don't forget anything. I forget things still all the time. I'm a very forgetful person, but I forget things a lot less than I used to now that I have an organisational system. It's good to have a system in place. It might be a very messy system that only you understand, but as long as you understand it, that's all that matters. We're just having a way you work. It could be incredibly messy well, I say messy. And messy is in nobody else understands it. You may look like you're scrambling around to find things, but you know what you're doing, you know where you're going, and you're not going to forget things in the end. Um, some people like to work by a timetable, so they'll say, from this hour to this hour, I'll be doing this, and then I'll have a break for half an hour, and then from this hour to this hour, I'll do that. Now, that works for a lot of people, and I would recommend trying it. I tried it myself. However, like I said earlier, I'm very bad at time management. So I'll find that, you know, I'm supposed to do maths from 6 to half 7. It's 6.32 and I haven't started yet, so I'll tell myself I'll leave it for another day. And then I never do it. Mm, it doesn't quite work very well. And I also find that if someone, even myself, tells me that I have to do something at a certain time, I just won't let myself do it at that time. It's kind of weird. It's like, I'm supposed to leave my house at 8 o'clock, yet I refuse to leave at 8. I'll leave at 8.01, but I won't leave at 8, ever. I can leave at 7.59, not 8 o'clock. So, I say overall a lot. In conclusion, um, the first step in order to get your life on track, to get everything in place for whether it's a new year, halfway through the year, a new month, you can do this at any time. It doesn't have to be new year, new me, or you know, new academic year, new system. It can be any time you change it. But as long as you have things that work for you and that you understand, it's really important. Having people around you that you want to be around. Having family support you in the things that you know you want to be doing. Having a place where you can work, that you know you can work to the best of your ability. To have a system and a timetable that works for you and that you know that you will stick to. It's all about you and you're the only person that knows how to do that. You know, you can't rely on a teacher to tell you what to do all the time to give you certain pieces of homework because they can only tell you what the, you know, what the system wants you to do. But they can give you thousands of pieces of homework on, you know, division and maths when really what you're struggling with is algebra. It's important that you work on what you need to do and in a place you can work around the people that you can work around and only you can make those changes. It's up to you. Keyword, 
you. I made the changes because I knew that I wanted better for myself. I wanted to be more productive. I wanted to get good results when I have my exams at the end of next year. You know, I want to be proud of myself. I want to be like, wow, I did that. I accomplished what I wanted to accomplish and more. I hate English with a passion. I suck at English. I can do science, I can do maths, I can do geography, you know, I can do business. These are the subjects I do at school, I'm just listing them all. I'm not that good at all of them, but English, I hate it. I'm really bad at English. I took my English language, sorry, that's wrong, I took my English literature exam a year early and I came out of a C. I just passed and I was okay with that. I was glad I passed because there was a chance I wouldn't have because I just suck at English. And I recently did a, ma uh, a map, a mock exam, a practice exam in English. And I thought, you know, this year I'm knuckling down and I'm working hard. And I worked my ass off in my English lessons. I actually tried for the first time because I thought, you know what, I hate English. I don't want to do this, but I want to get the results. I want a high grade on that paper. And I managed to get a B, which, it's a really good improvement to make in two months because there are kind of three stages to each grade. We do them in numbers instead of letters. So for me, I got a four. A four is a C. I got a four one, no, a four three. I'm gonna put it into letters. So we have 49, nine being the top 2% in the country and a four being a pass. If you live in the UK and you are studying under these GCSE conditions, you already know this, but I got a four and I got a four C. So if each grade, you have a number, and then each grade is separated into three tiers, C, B, A, A being the best, C being you just got into that grade. I got a 4C and I managed to get a 5B in my English language paper that I did, but I did two English language papers. I did one when I went back to school, my first English lesson back, and I got a three. And I was like, okay, well, that's expected. I haven't done language yet. I spent last year doing literature. But I was like, no, I'm gonna work hard. And between September and November, I managed to pull out a 5B, which I was so proud of. You know, I worked so hard for it, but it really does show that by changing your attitude, by changing how hard you work, by changing kind of just the way your brain is wired, it makes such a difference but don't put too much pressure on yourself you can't say well in this month i want to skip two grades because that's not going to work you can't tell yourself to meet unexpected standards because then you're going to be disappointed when you don't and it's so important to understand your limits I like to go to the gym because I think I like to stay healthy. You know, it's something that I'm very, not fussy, but I really enjoy doing it. Well, I don't enjoy doing it. I hate working out, but it makes a big difference to me mentally. So I'm just moving some paper around. Um, 
I'm more focused, I sleep better, I have more energy, you know, it's just kind of an all-round good thing for me, so if that's something you want to try, I would highly recommend it, um, but that's something I do in my life. But I set, at the beginning, standards that were too high. I went from not going to any room at all, waking up late every single morning, not studying ever, and then I kind of did it all at once. And I said to myself, I'm waking up at 6am every day, I'm going to the gym before school, I'm then going to go to school, I'm going to come home and I'm going to study until 6, I'm going to have a break, study from 8 till 10, go to bed. That is not realistic. And not only is it not realistic because it's a lot, but because for me personally, my body doesn't work well when I do things straight away in the morning. So now I wake up at seven or half six. Sometimes I wake up at half past six, but not six o'clock. I wake up between half six and seven. Sometimes I sleep until half seven, then I have to rush in the morning because that's just who I am. I go to school, I come home, I chill out for a bit and I will go to a gym at around seven o'clock for an hour and between the hours of probably I'd say four and 11, I will fit in studying. It's never the same time because different days I'm feeling different, you know? Some days I'll be more motivated than others. So some days I will like, get home from school get straight into it some days I really need a break um sometimes I want to spend some time with my family you know everything is different on different days I forgot what I was talking about then and basically it is all up to you finding where your limits are where your boundaries are and working to them push them a little bit we don't push them too much because it can have a complete spiral. You can think that you're working hard, you can think that you're doing well, but you're not. You can spend hours reading a book, but not one word actually stays in your head. You can wake up as early as possible, but your brain just doesn't have the energy to work correctly. So don't use that as an excuse not to try things because I tried and I did that for a week. But then I got ill. I got physically ill. My body couldn't handle it. And I, my immune system was like, no, thank you. And I got ill, you know? So don't set standards that are too high because then when you can't reach them, you're gonna think you're failing. So make little steps at a time. Sometimes steps will be bigger than others, but just make a little bit of a difference. Just try a little bit harder. Instead of joining in that conversation with the drama, just sit back. You don't have to, you know, isolate yourself and read, but just sit back from the conversation a bit. If they ask you for your opinion, just say, you know, whatever. Instead of coming up with a, a rumour about the girl that they were talking about, or don't give in your opinion about the new boy, or whatever it is that they're talking about. Just, you know, stay back a bit. And if there's somebody who you're thinking, you know, they're not really into the drama either, you know, start a conversation with them, you know, um, be a bit closer with them and you'll find people who you get along with and that you can relate with and then conversations become more interesting and life is just better when you're working for you and for not other people. 
inspire others you know I was the first one in my group to knuckle down and start doing revision and I inspired other people and I'm happy that I did that because the people I inspired people who I know who deserve it the people who I inspired are people who you know will work hard and who will get the good grades and who will try and who I like um and the people who I don't inspire are the people who are, you know, the people I'm trying to step back from. And that's, it all works together in the end if you work for you. But only you can make.